Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Peg. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Sweet Tooth. And this week we are covering Season 2, Episode 6, How It Started, How It's Going. How are you doing this week, Peg? Doing pretty good. Doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that one. All right. <laughs> Did I throw you off a little there? A little bit. <laughs> I was like, we could talk about the episode? Oh, no. Personal. No. <laughs> Just I'm checking good. in, buddy. Just yeah, checking I'm... in. <laughs> uh, uh, we are past the halfway point. We are. We only have a couple episodes to go after tonight's episode. Uh, this one was an action-packed episode. Do you have just a general... Uh, feeling about the episode did you like it or yeah i i really liked it uh i mean obviously the big everything converging that i've been waiting for for like three weeks now <laughs> that i kept thinking was gonna happen finally did happen i yeah. i had it on this one so yeah we got all of those things um it was yeah like you said action-packed it's actually like I didn't do like for sure comparing, but it might be the shortest episode of the season. Uh, it, it went was. by pretty quick and mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't mind that at all. Cause just like hits the ground running, gives us the action, gets us the story we need and moves on. Uh, I do have a couple little complaints that maybe we can talk about, but we can absolutely oh, talk but, about, but, but I, but overall I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Good. Um, I did. I did too. I thought it was a really good episode. It was good to see, you know, some payoff. Like you said, there's been this buildup all season, and we finally got some payoff for some of those things. And yeah, it was a a pretty quick episode, which I'm okay with. You know, as long as it keeps moving and you know gets us where we need to go. And I I think it ended. You know, while it was you know like every episode, a little bit of a cliffhanger. It was you know uh, I think a, a good place to kind of stop. And kind of lead us into, you know, for what happens next. So, yeah, I yeah. thought all in all a, a pretty good episode. And, you know, I'm curious to hear, you know, what your, you know, minor complaints are. They might match yeah. with some of my own. And honestly, you know, I feel like I have a lot of really super short points. I mean, it was kind of a short episode. I mean, there, it, there's a lot to talk about, but I don't know if I'll have any, any like really long. And I say that all the time and then I continue <laughs> to rant. So I, I could be just like contradicting myself uh, by the time this episode's over but we'll see yeah which is funny it's kind of the opposite for me is like this is the first one in a little <laughs> bit that i've i feel like i have like five solid lengthy enough Ooh. points so i was like i've actually got some some meat to dig into <laughs> well i you know i think you always do i think you always bring a lot uh to, to all of them so far i'm i'm quite impressed because sometimes i struggle a little bit with that so i think you've done um a good job already with that so um well with that being said why don't you go ahead and kick us off with your first point tonight all right i say that and then my first one actually is not super deep (laughs) but uh (laughs) but i just want to talk about abbott uh some of his stuff that he got in this episode which was fun uh neil sanderlin's after kind of digging into him a little bit more i think last week or the week before but like Mm -hmm. now i'm like really just like watching his performance be like this guy's a goof and he's having so much fun. <laughs> like, you know, he's. Gonna... <laughs> I agree. I, I liked that deep dive that you took uh, on him as an actor and yeah. uh, some things about him because I'm kind of seeing him through a little bit of a different lens 
as well. So yeah, but uh, so one of the I guess my, very minor complaints, but I thought was weird. Of course, then we get yeah the the flowers are fake that were dropped on the zoo anyway, so it didn't really matter. But I did find it kind of strange that we get this like flower power, you know, chemical attack bomb. <laughs> and then yet through like all these scenes where there's like this smoke and you think there's like spores from these flowers and stuff everywhere. Like a lot of these main characters, Johnny, Hulk, and then Abbott himself, they don't have masks on and they're just like standing and talking in the middle of all of it. <laughs> and you're like, uh, what are you doing? Are, are you not scared? <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's yeah. definitely something I had a curiosity about too. Like you're not worried. It feels like it's still permeating the air visibly yeah, right so yeah and they're just like chilling and they're like oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do this like why are you not like immediately <laughs> fleeing to a clear area uh but okay uh but we learn a little bit more about him when he's talking to i still don't have this soldier's name the uh the the woman that kind of seems second uh, or third in command yes <laughs> I just call it refer to her as Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh my. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we learn kind of through a little conversation between them that him really keeping the zoo is a point of pride at this point, really. Like, that's all it is. Because she's like, why, why do we even need to keep the zoo? Let's just all go to Evergreen. It's, it's mm-hmm. whatever. <clears throat> and he's very clear. He's just like, I will not lose a brick to this. It's like, and it shows we've seen that as we've kind of gotten a little bit more of his character this season that that's his biggest weakness is like pride Mm -hmm. is how he views like him and his power and his capabilities how others view that is a like weak spot for him is everything he does he's trying to impress somebody he's trying Mm -hmm. to prove to others and maybe even to himself that he is the great leader that he is pretending to be or acting like or you know and so this is how to hit him is in his pride about, well, yeah, we took over this zoo and look, we did this and we did this. And for it to easily maybe, you know, be lost to him. He's like, no, I don't care if it costs me or my men or anything, my, their lives like we're going to stay and we're going to defend this place. And we're going to it's like we just moved to Evergreen. We don't need this anymore. But but I want it. <laughs> you know, that's his. Right. Like, I want it fair and square, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's mine. So we see a little bit more that is just, like, about pride to him, which is then at the end of the episode when the bus rolls away and the kids are gone, I almost expected to see, like, a tear stroll down his cheek <laughs> as he's sitting on those stairs. It was like, <laughs> he's taken the biggest hit he's ever taken, and it's all because his pride was damaged. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to get to him. Um. Of course, it's not all downfalls for him. He does fight back pretty strongly, uh, because of course he has an entire stash of freaking rocket launchers he's able to take care of the planes. It's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. That would be something he would have made sure to go out and get. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah, the perfect defense for, uh, you know, any type of aircraft or airplanes, just in case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's really all the point I wanted to make was just talking about how we we dug into his character a little bit deeper to see how insecure he really is. And that's like a big point of weakness to him, which then with that and also me just saying I'm really enjoying watching the actor now. Those combined was the reaction that he has when he realizes that the flowers are fake and what Amy's plan was the whole time that he had been bested was just brilliant. How he just like freaks out and screams there, back to the zoo! Like, yeah, it was (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) 
I agree. I really enjoyed his acting in, in this episode. <laughs> and I, 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 I also got the hint that he's having fun with it as well. Yeah. And I, I mean, I agreed with what you said. It, it seems, you know, his leadership seems a little on edge. You know, he's got his brother who's not even fully supporting him and kind of working against him in some ways. And I know we'll talk about that. Uh, and then, you know, even Amy over the walkie talkie when she's like, you know, do you really want like these things exposed in front of everyone? You know, I mean, yeah. it, it feels like at any minute, the wrong thing, you know, people or the last men that he leads could turn on him or just yeah. not follow him anymore. Really? Maybe not really turn on him but just be like, okay, well, we're not following you anymore. We don't believe in you or believe that you can really hold this place or that you're going to get a cure that you're going to protect us or that you're all the things that you've said that you were like, it's more, for show uh, and an act more than it is, you know, any, any true leadership. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it seems like it's, it's tether and, you know, they're hearing this whole conversation between him and Amy on that, on that walkie talkie. So it's like, you know, doesn't look good, no. you know, um, to, to be bested in that way um, and kind of being shown up by, uh, by others. Like you're not as strong as what, you know, what you're showing your demonstrations, like, Kind of like those play demonstrations that he was doing in, in that factory town, you know? Yeah. Kind of like this all for show, just showboating. So, so yeah, it does seem a little precarious uh, for him. And, but I did enjoy, you know, like, like Sid talking about uh, enjoying um, his mannerisms and his acting when he, um, there was a, oh, whenever he shot the plane down there at the end and uh, that, that female soldier was like, you got it. And he, he just kind of turns around and goes, I sure did. You yeah. Know? It's like, it's like was... I am awesome. You're right. <laughs> uh, oh, also, this. one thing I forgot to mention. Yeah. Uh, when Because he was sitting there at the end and, and the kids on the bus go by and they're all like waving at him or like smiling at him, laughing mockingly. And you know how badly I wanted just one, one of those kids to be flipping him off. I think it would have made it perfect. <laughs> I wanted all of them as they're going by just to be flipping the bird yeah. right at him. Yeah, that would have been like yeah, mm, chef's kiss. But uh, nope, I guess, you know, I don't want to push it too much. They are kids, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, was thinking the same. One of those kids. I mean, like Wendy's got just some one. attitude. Come on, like let her just. <laughs> yeah, or you know, Gus maybe. But then it also could have been funny if it was like maybe like one of the absolute most innocent ones. Like if it would have been like the turtle kid. If like Teddy was sitting there <laughs> flipping him off, would have been hilarious. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> yes, yes, that would have been great. So yeah, really, I, I think some really good stuff from the actor playing Abbott. And just interesting, yeah, like you, you pointed out all the things, you know, um, you know, kind of watching how all of that was playing out this episode. And yeah, I feel like his, his leadership's a little shaky, mm -hmm. you know, and he's got to worry about um, uh, Zhang, too. Like, yeah. you know, he told her, he's like, hey, don't let Zhang know anything about this. You know, I mean, that's that could fall apart, you know, easily, too. I mean, what's yeah. to prevent her from just like, well, I don't need you to get evergreen if she can take out those other two uh warlords well yeah i feel like she could probably handle him too yeah uh so yeah good stuff um all right let's talk about um 
Well, I guess one of one of the big things that I want to talk about in the episode is this relationship between uh, Ronnie and Addie, because yeah. uh, I think that's a big one um, here in in this episode. And again, I mean, we talked a lot about it last week, and you know, I know we were talking about like how you know sad it is to see uh, how, where the relationship is, where it's gotten to at this point, and you know, to see how much Ronnie has really been fighting to like bring him to the present and like get him out of this state of like mania over uh, this cure and finding this cure. And it was interesting to kind of see this push pull between them um, because I, I don't know if Ronnie can really see how close Addie at least thinks he is to a real cure. I don't know how close he actually is. I mean, he said he had yeah. a cure and then it something happened overnight. It changed and, and it was no longer working. Um, how legitimate that was, I don't know. But it seemed if we if we take it at face value, then he's pretty damn close because he had it for yeah. like a minute. You know, <laughs> he's got to find out like like that variable of, of you know, making it longer. Um, but I don't I don't know that she sees how close that he really is. Um and, you know, he he tries to tell her, of course, he's gotten to this point because of her and but she's changed her mind. And he it's like he's not able to really kind of accept that where where she's kind of flipped now, where she was at, at one time. And that's when at least me personally, I disliked her uh, a lot because she was really kind of pushing him to to find a cure and to to save her. And now here she's kind of changed her mind. And it, it's kind of, you know, he's unsupportive of her. She's kind of gotten unsupportive of him. And they're both kind of on the other side. And it's kind of sad to see this deconstruction, uh, yeah. especially when we get this flashback. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I think I don't I don't know that that's everything that the title is talking about. But, you know, the title of the show, how it started and how it's going. Yeah. No, that's definitely what I, I saw with that, because this is one of my like, yeah. made points too so i'll throw oh. in some stuff and then follow in you, I'm, doing, I'm doing it again i'm doing it no, again. i'm hitting no. first and you're saving it so sorry <laughs> no that's fine usually if, if if my first point is one that you also have then i'm the one that does it so <laughs> one or the other i mean there's only so many things to talk about in this show right yeah uh, yeah just a matter so of no it's uh, completely fine yeah it just depends on who gets the first one um <laughs> so yeah uh but yeah the episode title i think really yeah I'm sure there's some other things, but this is mm-hmm. where I really gravitated as well as we're seeing, yeah, they're on their first trip together while they're still dating. They're at this little B and B and then we leave them with Ronnie, like being fed up and just leaving his ass behind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of just, yeah, where, you know, how it started and where we're going, you know, where it is now. So. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> It was, you know, sweet to see, you know, the beginning of their, uh, or at least uh, somewhere early in the beginning of their relationship. They took their first trip away together. It looks like it was still really new. They had this new romance, um, and kind of seeing where, where it was there, and then to see where it ended up, where yeah. Ronnie ends up leaving him because once again, and and it was like she was so close, you know, at at really getting through to him, and you think for a minute she's gotten she, like she's done it right like she's really yeah. gotten through to him and broke through um and, and gets him to to like leave with her and then he sees gus's antler on the floor 
And I'm not mm-hmm. sure like what he's thinking because it's not real clear. I mean, he seems to think there's something about Gus or the antler. I don't know if it's like the, the marrow or something. Yeah, um, well, he I, th- I think he was onto something. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as close as they were to getting out. But yeah, the antler, because the cells that were needed, that's why he was having to kill the hybrids is because he was taking like stem cells from their bones. Right. Right. And it was from bone, and so antler is bone. So I think he's thinking, you know, maybe Gus. If but I don't think he realizes Gus isn't even there anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's thinking, you know, oh, Gus could be a cure without even having to kill him. Like we can just take take his antlers. stem cells from the antlers, and then they grow back, and so we can eventually just build up doses based off. I don't know how much of a dose you can make off of one little bit of cell or whatever, but. So I think that's what he's thinking. He's like, Gus could be the answer, and I don't even have to kill him. And But at that point, Ronnie's just so over it. And I don't yeah. blame her, honestly. She's just like, really? Like, she's just looking there like, we were so close. Literally, she had just said, like, one more door. And then it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't either. And it was so heartbreaking to to see where, just by seeing Gus's antlers, like, he's triggered all over again mm-hmm. into this obsession of finding the cure like he just cannot let it go and i mean i i i i i see his side it's it's like i can't say right or wrong i can certainly give my opinions and how i think i might act in that moment or what mm-hmm. i might do but you know you really don't know until you're in that situation and it's such a, a a gray area it's hard to say well she's right he's right um i mean they're both kind of right you know yeah. and it's 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 hard to really take a side but it's it's hard to see uh, Addie kind of like lose himself in this, mm-hmm. and that what this is costing him, or at least what he sees, it's costing him there at the end. Um, whenever he sees that uh, uh, Ronnie's left, but it's like this. It, it reminds me of like sunk cost fallacy. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. we've talked about it before on um, a, a podcast before. Um, you know, and, and for anyone that doesn't know, it's a phenomenon where like a, a person is reluctant to abandon like a course of action because they've invested so heavily in it. Um, even, you know, knowing that it's clear that like completely abandoning this uh, action is more beneficial to you. Like you just can't let it go because you've put so much time and effort and energy into it, even if you know yeah. that it's better for you. Um and and it can be all kinds of things. It can be a job. It can be a relationship, you know, um, and you don't want to give up on it because you put so much time into. It's certainly something I've learned um, recently, um, you know, hard, hard to let that go. And I think that's kind of yeah. where he's at right now is that that's kind of what we're we're looking at. Um, and, he, and he kind of makes a little bit of a, a point, I, I thought, you know, not that I, I necessarily agree that it's worth him losing his his wife for and abandoning that relationship that he's you know i can kind of get what he's saying like all of this would have been for nothing like mm-hmm. you know you think about peter who sacrifice who was a sacrifice um and then roy yeah um i mean the chickens the poor chickens <laughs> he went even went after the poor chickens that was mm-hmm. just disturbing you know to yeah. to like see him elbow deep in like these chickens i'm like oh my god you just took out all the freaking chickens too uh, you know, like everything that they've done and everything that he's done to get to that point and so close can't be for nothing. I mean, what what does that 
you know, mean for the loss of lives if, yeah. if not to keep going. So I kind of see that, but I'm, I'm also seeing uh, Ronnie's point. I'm, I'm so with her, her the look on her face when he takes off back to the lab and mm-hmm. she's just like, I can't believe it. You know, we were right here. We were so close. She, she begged him to, to abandon it. She even loved it when she used their term gargoyle. Yeah. Uh, man, that hit. Um, and to see that she's going to have to go on without him. And that, that was rough. And when she left the, the little, um, uh, is it the Ganesha? Yeah. Uh, Ganesh. 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 Ganesha. Either Ganesha. way, it's, you can be both. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause that was, I really enjoyed that. I've noticed it and I've thought about including it in a note a couple of times, a couple mm-hmm. of different episodes and I just hadn't yet. So I was like, this is the episode to definitely talk about it. Yeah. Cause we've seen this Ganesh statue several times before between mm-hmm. the two of them. It's clearly a staple of them being together. But we get its origin that Addie's mom gave it to him when he left for college. I'm assuming even like left. I don't know if he didn't live in the States before. I mean, they were from England at least. So. Mm-hmm. so then, you know, it's kind of this, oh, we're going to a different country, different place. And so she gives him this, this statue as like a good luck charm, kind of like let her guide you. And so hopefully, I don't know if we have listeners who are Hindu or anything. So hopefully this is not offensive. To anyone listening, uh, I don't mean it to be if it is, but I feel like also Ganesh here in this statue is very fitting for this story mm-hmm. and even to them as a couple and even their downfall being that it is like a half human, half animal figure. Uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> I agree that it it speaks a lot to, you know, where things will go for the future for them. So yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. So yeah, when she leaves it behind, because they're so close. Yeah, I can't. But, uh, nope, Siri, I don't want you. <laughs> better is good. Yes, Siri. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Siri just interrupts me to go, better is good. I'll, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Sure. Uh, where was I? Thanks, Siri. Yeah, so she leaves this Ganesh statue behind. You know, after he comes back, which, man, he goes to the lab, it's all burnt down, destroyed. And I felt a little snarky because he comes back, he goes, Ronnie, it's all gone. And I was like, guess what, bud? So is she. You picked the research over her one last time and she got the hint. She bounced. But uh, mm-hmm. but the fact that she left that Ganesh behind with his bag, I think it did say a lot because it was almost a loving gesture. I feel like it was a loving gesture, not like a fuck you. Like, I think it was... There's a little, yeah. there was some love and care. It was his that she like returned it and was almost saying, I mean, cause it was meant to be something that would help you get through hard times and something that kind of gives you luck. Kind of like luck grounds and, you get, yeah. uh, for luck. It grounds you. Yeah. And so I feel like that was her saying, clearly this is important to you, more important than, than me right now. So here's this good luck, but I'm not a part of it anymore. Hope, mm-hmm. hope you, hope it works out well for you. I, I kind of took it the same too. I didn't I didn't take it as a a, a negative. I mean yeah. a negative because she she's left him and that's like at least for what we're seeing in this episode. I don't know what'll happen in the next couple episodes if if something will turn around. But at least where we're at right now, like the end of their relationship, you yeah. know. Um, so I didn't, that part was negative. But her leaving that behind, I didn't take it as negative. I I, I saw it more of like okay, well it was. His given to him by his mother, so it's kind of like this should be yours, you know, yeah. since we're parting and it's not going to be us anymore. 
but also yes because i i think there's multiple meanings um behind um uh behind uh ganesha so and i'm i'm i don't have all of them in front of me but i think one of them was for luck and i think for like to help remove obstacles yeah uh, uh out of your way and i think also something to help uh, uh to ground you uh so i think all of those things you know would would be what uh addy's gonna need right if he's gonna be finding a cure like if this is yeah. now his mission uh and and he's taken that on he sees that as his um his destiny you know we he's said it multiple times like this is what i'm meant to do this is my destiny and he's not willing to let it go no matter what even at the cost of his relationship and she's like okay well uh i can't be a part of this uh i wish you nothing but peace here you go yeah you know love and light to you here you go mm-hmm. um so yeah, it was kind of sad, kind of sad, but that's that's how I kind of felt uh, about this title of the episode and and seeing their relationship and kind of where, you know, how sweet and loving uh, they were, um, and how new uh, to where they ended up. And as a side note, talking about just you know about the beginning of their relationship, the the bat in their room, mm-hmm. you know, just FYI, that was not a very good portrayal of like if you get caught with a bat in your room should still go get checked out and maybe <laughs> like yeah get yeah, see if they want you should get like a rabies shot just because you know you could get nicked and not even know it right little t- yeah rabies <laughs> is nothing to mess with y'all uh right. and it does not present itself until it's already in like its deadly stage so mm-hmm. just, yeah, go get go get checked always yeah, please, if please, you get please. scratched or bit <laughs> or anything with with raccoons bats any of that <laughs> this is our psa yourself- just yeah. For your own good, get checked. Get yourself uh, checked out. We are not medical doctors, so and this is for entertainment pur- purposes only. But that worried <laughs> me a little bit because he's like, "Oh, you know, the chances of like getting rabies from a bat is like super rare." And I'm like, "Maybe, but you should still probably go get checked out." So still, I just want to put that yeah. out there. That, that concerned yeah. me a little bit. I'm like, "Addy, you're a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> right?" <laughs> Which I think the bat was meaningful as well. Uh, although I just, I love bats. I absolutely uh, love oh, bats. Oh, I love like, bats. I adore I get them. excited anytime I see one, like, especially this time of year, go mm-hmm. out and, like, walk at the park in the evening or something, or go Eat outside, and, and always see them flying around, and I just, mm-hmm. I get excited, and I turn into, like, what we do in the shadows. Bat! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love it. Um, and so I love them so much, I, although I don't think I would love having one flying around in a small bedroom that I'm also in as I much. I I love them from a, a, a reasonable distance. Uh, <laughs> but okay. but I think there was a meaning to the bat also as we see okay. how caring Addie was. Uh, oh. Where yeah, Ronnie is like terrified of it and he's sitting there going, no, it's fine. You know, his line about the rabies thing as much as, yeah, definitely take it seriously. But, but him being like, it's really not that big of a deal. And he wraps it up in his jacket and he's like, there, it's free and you're safe and everything's good. Like how caring he is for this animal, and I think it's just another mm, big dichotomy yeah. of seeing where they started, and like it's a sad look into who he eventually will become when it comes to not even just animals, but hybrids, and how callous he mm-hmm. kind of becomes and not caring. That's a good point, yeah, because we do see him, like I said, elbow deep in like the chicken carcasses and what mm-hmm. he's done to the chickens and what he's done to um, the other hybrids and. And sacrifice for the look for this cure and of course for like the secret sauce that he was developing um uh, as a temporary fix for ronnie so that's a good point that's a good point i didn't look at it that way i wasn't quite sure what it was but it, i was just more concerned about 
dude, let's take let's take that seriously. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't feel like we needed to like follow them to the hospital to like right. see him get like a, a, a round of rabies shots or anything like that. But I'm just like, let's just make sure <laughs> people are aware that's a serious thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think I have at least for the moment. It's probably going to come up in in other parts of the conversation, maybe. But um, I think as far as like those two. I didn't have anything else to say. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Because it was a big point for you too. Yeah, uh, let me look through my notes on that point because we've I've talked about a lot. I threw in, yeah, definitely talked about the the differences between then and now and the Ganesh stuff. Uh, you mentioned the gargoyle thing. Like I, I like that conversation because it does. It feels like she she has him sold at least for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's very much, he's like, well, I, you know, I just, I want you to, well, we won't have but a month together. And she's like, that's fine. I don't care. I just want you. That's what this is about is us together free without you being so set and sucked into just this cure and your research. And can I just have you, <laughs> you know? And yeah. <clears throat> he says, well, I want to do this so that you can live. And she, she says, Addie, this isn't living. Oh, and, that hit, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we've been on the run from fate for nine years, and I'm tired. Uh, and, that, and then she says, gargoyle, and he goes along with it, and it's like, they, they were close until the antler set him right back to where he was. Uh, so yeah, and then the only other note is then we see Ronnie out on her own for a little bit, and she seems a little sad, but then she the horses run by, and she kind of gets this smile and looks back. And I think it is hard on her, but also she needed to do this. She was never going to be free. This cycle that was just going to keep on continuing until she stepped away from it for her own good. As much as, you know, yeah, does this mean that if she leaves Addie behind and they never see each other again, does this mean she will be dead within like a month? He said, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But for her, like <laughs> mental health or just well-being or like own peace of mind, she's like, that's that's fine. That's better than continuously living day to day in this hell of others suffering for me to live a little bit longer and seeing what it's done to Addy and having to sit there and watch him just crumble. This is better. That's a really good point. You know, her seeing those horses run and her leaving Addy and this constant, um, fear i guess of being exposed as being sick because you 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 know um there at the zoo with the last men they they were like convinced okay we we understand now you can't like transmit it like you're not contagious we know we're not afraid of you some might still be but there was at least some understanding there but she can't just go anywhere into the general public or in these towns and you know, if anyone found out she was, think of how she could be treated. I mean, we kind of saw some of that in season yeah. one, right? When when you got exposed as as being sick, hell, they were burning people up alive in their homes, you know? Yeah. So that's, of course, what she's fearful of and uh, can't blame her. But there's got to be, I feel like in that moment there at the end when she's leaving, there's like this freedom. Like she's not just free from the prison of, of being under Abbott's control and being locked away in this room and having very limited movement. Um, she's, she's free and she chose that for herself. You know, she, she wanted Addie with her to, to, to be free and to live. And I think that's what she was kind of smiling about is that, yes, she has just left her husband, uh, behind. Um, but I think she's very happy with her choice of choosing and accepting her fate. 
like there's a freedom in that you know it, it's it's sad knowing that she's like terminal if there's no cure she, yeah she she has a month but she's going to live that month how she chooses mm-hmm. you know and and be free and not be scared fearful um and and in some kind of like prison under someone else's authority she's going to go out like in her own terms and there's a freedom in that in that yeah. choice so yeah that's a really good point that you make there so i'm I'm happy for her in in that instance. Yep. Good point. Um, well, that was like my my first one. And I know you added to it because it was one of yours as well. But uh, yeah. do you want to kick off with your next one? Uh, I mean, I'll let you go ahead and go into another one because I'll okay. take that as as my point to kind of I threw in a lot of <laughs> thoughts on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, I have um, it's it's a short win. I don't know how much I'm going to have to say, honestly, but I do want to at least touch on Becky mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the, the turn of events of, of what happened there. Um, you know, her being exposed as, you know, being from the animal army and her and Tiger, um, you know, kind of having this this back and forth and. I liked seeing those two kind of come back together and have this understanding. And, you know, we kind of learn and it's not really, I don't think a surprise or a shock uh, to, to us mostly, but, you know, to, to understand that in her mission uh, and being so vehemently going um, to help Gus, it gives her some kind of like hope and faith that she can still find her sister, which so glad that you remembered that was <laughs> <when laughs> her sister because I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, duh. This is what happens when you don't do a rewatch and um and when you're you know when you miss some of those details because I think it's so easy to forget because it wasn't yeah. pushed really that hard. Um, so kind of like a, a a fact, like oh yeah, remember that um kind of moment. So it it you know if if she can find Gus and rescue Gus, then it gives some hope. That her sister can can be found, um, which if only she knew how incredibly close she is. Right? Wow, <laughs> like right there, right? So, so I, I liked that. I, I thought the the scenes with them trying to escape and the bombs and you know Tiger helping her and and how she kind of saved her, um, and and you know while all the shock of 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 him. Um, oh gosh, Jordan. Um, I almost lost, forgot yeah. his name again. Um, finding out who she was, you know, and having to kind of face that lie. I mean, she's kind of told, had to tell lie after lie to kind of be where she's at right now and where it's gotten her. Um, you know, it, it kind of stuns him into a place where her and Tiger are able to kind of, kind of get back on the same page just a little bit. Um, but you know, it's kind of like her see, her her true mission, not just to seek out Gus, but also in the hopes of, um, you know, because it's like, well, if I can save Gus and find Gus, then I can find my sister. Yeah. So I thought that was, um, I liked all of those events that happened. Did you have any thoughts on that? Oh yeah. If, if you're, if that's a point, <laughs> yes, then, it's a point, go for it. Then that's, that's also one of my points. So I'll follow up with that is yeah, just all of the stuff with Becky and, and Jordan and Tiger, which, yeah, the, the junk bombs <laughs> you mentioned, is what she calls them. Because, <laughs> yeah, they're they're finally pulling up to the zoo, and then, like, their whole, like, squad is just, like, starts getting annihilated by these, and then everybody leaves, and they run out on their own. 
And then Jordan decides to take that moment to try to kill Tiger out of vengeance. And that's what forces Becky to reveal the truth of who she is, lets Tiger go, and then has to like face with Jordan there. Which obviously, yeah, he's gonna feel betrayed, and it, it's kind of sad, and it's it's hard on Becky too, where she's just like, "That's not who I am," but it's that, and I think I even mentioned the uh, episode where she met Jordan, where you know finds out his dad was killed by last or by Animal Army, mm-hmm. and it was very much like it could have been Becky, and there's no way of knowing, you know, yeah, out of all the people, and so that line when he says, "Did you kill my dad?" and the only thing she can say is, "I don't know." I know. <laughs> that, that had to be so hard for her, yeah. Right. And then that's where we leave Jordan. We don't see him again after this. As she leaves him behind, but we see this look on his face of just like, as much as she tried to like smooth things over and apologize and say, hey, I still am. Like, the other things that I said about myself are true and I have good intentions and you're a good person. You don't need this. You just see that look on his face. And I can foresee this being his. Uh, super villain origin story, if you will. Uh, Good point, yeah. And maybe, maybe he might become a major roadblock in the future. And even, like, like further future, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't even see or hear from him again in season two, that he's just out of the picture. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, halfway through season three, and then he returns full of hate and on this mission. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely could too. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities if we don't see him the rest of the season. He definitely could. I could see him returning in yeah. some way. Yeah. I mean, he he kind of went there a little bit in this episode when he almost shot Tiger. He's yeah. like, you know, hey, we're almost there. This is going to happen anyway. And he was just going to take her out. Now, whether or not he actually would have if Bear hadn't jumped in because like she said she's like you've never killed anyone before you know you don't know what you're doing i don't know he had a look on his face so i I feel like he was already kind of teetering and this really might set him over the edge so Mm -hmm. i think you have a good point there yeah uh and so becky takes off on her own and then is saved when tiger appears to push her out of the way and keep her from being crushed by a statue that could have come from jupiter's landing uh, <laughs> and, and then they have this moment where they kind of reconcile like they're arguing at first but then Tiger just says you yeah, know you're right and I'm sorry and they they reconcile a little bit and that's when Tiger asks her you know why is Gus so important to you and I was like well I mean look at him why wouldn't he be he's an adorable little badass with a heart of gold who's not going to fight for him yeah. right but, but it goes deeper than that or even this mission of reuniting Gus with Birdie like you said it's you know, if a family that was thought completely torn apart at one point can be brought back together, then there is hope in her seeing her sister again. That's what I said. Only you knew that she's like literally with Gus right now, which that makes me think it's like, but they're going to get to the zoo and the kids aren't there anymore. And it's just like, they just miss each other. So where do yeah. we get that reunion? I'm still going to be waiting for that. Me too. Uh, but yeah, but that reasoning makes sense to Tiger and she's willing to put the past and leave it behind and, and help with this mission, even kind of giving. Becky charge back or she's just like give the command which you know seems hopeful and great you know she even says you know the other animal armies are you know other members will be there and Becky seems all touched and happy about that but that's one of my little complaints is I was like I have to call BS on that a little bit Uh, okay 
literally last episode, Becky was pissed off at Tiger for putting the animal army into a war like this and getting people killed. Where she was like, we were going to jump in and we were going to save the hybrids. And she was so mad because she was like, you're going to get people killed. You're going to get the animal army killed. And then here it's like, the animal army's behind us and we're going to go in and save. And Becky's like, yeah. And it's like, it's literally what you were against last last episode. Now, maybe is it different because they have the upper hand, the distraction of the air lords and the planes and all of that? Has they have things changed a little bit? Maybe, but it it did seem kind of. Isn't this exactly what you were mad at Tiger for last week? And then now you're like, "Yep, awesome, we have the team." That's a good point. That's a really <laughs> good point. Yeah, that's the only thing that would make it for me anyway make sense is that using this uh, the, the Air Lords and their chaos mission here because that's essentially yeah. kind of what they're doing is just causing chaos. Yeah. Um, and and keeping the last men on their toes. It's not like they're going in uh where they're full on guard. You know, it's yeah. it's it's kind of messy. So that's the only thing that if that's why she decided, okay, yes, now it's a good idea that it would make sense. We didn't see that decision making or you know anything like that. So I don't know if if that's why the sudden turn um mm-hmm. in in her thought process, but yeah, I that would be a problem. Cuz you're right. She she was not for that. <laughs> <laughs> a little <Yeah>. bit of, <laughs> you know, kind of changing, you know, just to fit the, the, the story a little. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really all I had to say was just, yeah, <laughs> Jordan's villain origin story and Becky and Tiger working together again as well. I don't know if I buy it, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll buy it even if I don't buy it. I'll take it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's where we're at. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to see what happens next. Um, they get to the zoo and find out pretty much no one's probably there. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I went to one of my last bigger points. I've got, got more like small notable mentions. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about though, was uh, Johnny Yeah. and, and his, his choice. So it's, it's been really great to kind of see how, you know, Johnny has turned out to be a good guy and you know what we're kind of seeing in this episode not just with um Johnny but um you know Addie too a little bit but you know seeing how Johnny has really struggled to kind of accept his 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 brother's actions I guess and Mm -hmm. even betraying you know Abbott you know to help protect Gus like he did in the last episode you know he knew he was not going to be happy with that but he's a good guy he couldn't go against you know his his own uh you know uh sense of self and and who he is and so he did it anyway and then he did it again you know in in this episode whenever he was like because he was instructed to take addy um and i guess ronnie by extension but he was really worried about you know dr singh you know because hey that's his key to the cure uh to to get them to evergreen and instead, he helps them, you know, get away. And she asks him, you know, come with us. This is your chance. You know, you, you know, this is an opportunity for you. And instead, you know, he, he doesn't. He, you know, he doesn't really choose himself um, yeah. there. And it's a shame because, you know, this, this whole, like I said, this whole chaos um, event happening uh, caused by the um, air lords, you know, um, is the perfect opportunity for him to be so distracted that he could, 
you know, just get away. Um, so it was, it was kind of sad to see how consistently, you know, um, how he could, how he could get away and he's a good guy and you want him to get away. Um, but he keeps choosing to go the other way and it's like, he's sacrificing himself, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and it's like he, he loses himself to, for, for like a doomed brother, you know, and passing up every opportunity to, to be able to get away. And, and instead, you know, he's convinced he's doing the right thing by sticking with his brother. And I wonder, does he have some kind of sense of a thought that maybe he can fix Doug? Maybe he can maybe convince him to to stop what he's doing and be better. I don't I don't know if he ever could. I think Abbott's a little too far in, but mm-hmm. but maybe Johnny has a feeling that he could. That's why he won't give up on his brother. Because I I'm sitting here like you are watching, going like, dude, it's not worth it. The family is not in a case like this. It's like that's. Your family are the people that accept you, and clearly, you're like in danger sticking around with your brother. The way he treats you, and the way that he's doing things, like mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's worth it. But yeah, he's he's dedicated. Yeah, and it's kind of been the same thing with with Addy too. How it's like he has all of these opportunities to do this other thing, and in this episode, has an opportunity to finally get away and be free and live out what remaining life that Ronnie has and they can do it together and be together and really live and not just uh, surviving, you know? Mm. Um, And instead he keeps going back and back and back to his research every single time. And he thinks he's doing the right thing. Like this is his purpose, save mankind. And it's, it's hard to argue with that. It's really, really hard to argue with that. (laughs) Like, you know, yeah. Saving people. Um, but it's 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 hard to watch. So it's it's kind of these two parallels between those two characters. But it was really sad that Johnny decided to, to stay. And I was like, damn it, man. Yeah. You know, you're you're good a good guy, guy. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So Good guy Johnny. I'm a big kind of fan. I'll just start the unofficially official Johnny Abbott fan club. Who's in? <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> like Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it's, he, it's like he's the one pushing Addy, like, you know, because Doug, uh, Doug his, his brother, yeah, but Agate, Abbott, <laughs> Dougie, uh, but, uh, you know, tells him, go get Addy, take him to Evergreen for safety. And he immediately, like, defies his brother again, where he goes to Addy, but then he's like, no, this is your chance. We're going to get you out. We're going to get you and Ronnie and leave. But, like, Addy's so sucked into his work that he almost has to, like, remind him that his wife exists, right? Yeah. Where he's just like, what about Ronnie? And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, Ronnie, of course. <laughs> that that lady. I, oh, yeah, we're married. Uh, like, it was, he's just so in it. Mm-hmm. What about my research? Well, somebody will come back for it. Just go. Uh, just get him out of the room. <laughs> yeah. And what was all for? Because it was all gone anyway. Right. Like, he, 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 he leaves like, no, let me go. Let me go just get this stuff and I'll be right back and we'll go. And it was all for nothing anyway, because it had been completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if it even if it hadn't and he had grabbed whatever material, I don't know what he thought he was going to be able to carry out of there. Yeah. You know, when you think of the equipment and samples or and, and the chickens, you know, the <laughs> eggs, I mean, 
<laughs> seemed to be pretty important. So even if he was, e- even if the lab hadn't been destroyed, even if he had been able to grab some things, you know, it was still the fact that he could not let that go. Like yeah. even if he had grabbed what he thought he needed to continue on uh, and live it out with Ronnie, he was still not going to be completely free of 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 his mission and yeah. his what he thinks is the right thing, uh, finding finding the cure. And they were never really going to be free. Uh, like uh, Ronnie wanted to be, um, even if even if he had been able to grab what he needed. So sad, sad to see that. But um, I don't know. I'm still holding out a little bit of hope, maybe for Johnny, that he's he's gonna get away because I just, you know, I, I get that family. You know, it's all you have. You know, it's it's been talked about a lot in this series and definitely in um, some other episodes when you see that dynamic and learning that Johnny is Abbott's brother. Um, and there is a bond there, and you do see that I think Abbott does, in a way, in his own way, corrupt way, maybe care for Johnny. But it's like, dude, is that really like the best thing for you right now? Right. You know, the show also goes to to tell us that some, you know, that family doesn't have to, uh, always have to mean blood. Uh, yeah, as we it's see the between family like, you Jeff make. and Gus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Family you make. It's not always about your your blood family. So, and it's true in real life too. You know, sometimes. <laughs> Uh, the family that you, you know, your chosen family is um, better for you uh, than than your blood family. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, I don't know. Holding out hope for Johnny, but had to give him yeah. a little call out there. So nice. What's your next point? All right. Speaking of yeah, that last little thing that I said there, uh, Jeff and Gus. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about them a little bit. Just their reunion, even though it was like last week. The last episode we really got like the reunion but but then here we're getting more of it you know gus picks the lock and gets jeff out of that cage which i was like man look at them just bro hugging it out I, it's adorable and i, I can't think it. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like i missed you i missed you more like it wasn't even like this father-son relationship which they have a lot of the time yeah. but like for this moment it was just like it was very like Hey, dude, how's it going? It's good to see you. Like, and I was just like, this is a different level of cute. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I loved it. It just gave me all the warm, fuzzy feelings. Uh, yeah. yeah. But then I love that even though Gus is very happy to see Big Man, he stands up to him and tells him, we're not leaving without the other kids. I made a promise and I'm going to fulfill it. And that takes a lot because it's like, yeah, you see, because Jep gets him and is like, all right, it's me and you. Let's go, bud. And he's like, no. The other kids, I told them that I would come back for them. I told them that I would get them out of here. So I'm not leaving them, and you're not either. And I can't. Gus, my boy. He's just no. <laughs> growing up, man. He's that leadership position. This like arc we've been talking about this whole season, and you just really see him. But he even has a chance where he could have just like slipped away, but he's he's set in like who he wants to be, and I love that for him. Uh, and then, yeah, they... <laughs> which... <laughs> random little side thing I, I was like it's good on the kids for coming up with an escape plan but i was like i don't know if slowly pulling each other up on a rope one at a time in the middle of an open courtyard is the best way to go unnoticed <laughs> but uh somehow all of almost all of them made it up without being spotted but yeah when they do get noticed it's when the last one's going up within in pop gus and jep to the rescue give them help fend off the the last men there a little bit I think the only thing that was missing was some Jim Ross commentary, you know, for this whole sequence. <laughs> By God, <laughs> big man, Tommy Jeffard hits the fireman slam on this goon over here. 
Oh, look at that flying punch. He's out. He's out. Oh, no. Oh, Earl from the top. They have got to be broken in half. <laughs> you know? I love Jim Ross. Oh, yes. my gosh. You you just made my heart uh, so happy right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then just follow it up with some Justin Roberts at the end. Your winners, Team Hybrids. You know, just <laughs> oh all gosh. of it. Man, <laughs> that's all I needed. Uh, and then, yeah, so they get out, the kids are out, and then Return of the Fist Bump. Oh, love it. Because remember us, like, just loving that in the first season, having that moment. Like, it's back. Uh, and yeah, Jep gets the kids out, and he promises Gus that I will get you to safety, and then I will come back for Wendy. Which I like that he, you know, accepts that. And then luckily he doesn't even really have to worry about that, because yeah, they get everyone loaded in the bus and rolling out, and then, hey, there's Amy and Wendy running up from behind. Got him in. <laughs> Just in time. Mm-hmm. So, um, just I'll I'll add to because I have they're more shorter notes than like a like a long point or anything um, exactly. But uh, it, I I like what you said there and totally agree. That was definitely something I jotted down too. Was you know Jep recognizing how Gus has grown into mm-hmm. this young leader and how he was like. Okay. Like he didn't yeah. argue with him. He didn't try to force him and try to take this authoritative tone with him. He was just, he, it's like he kind of paused. He had like a pause where he was just kind of looking at Gus just for, it was a very quick moment. Um, yeah. And he was just like, okay. Aye, aye, Captain. Then Let's go. That's, yeah. that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and I was just like, good on you. So good, good on, on Gus for standing up for what he really believed in. You know, he's mm-hmm. really grown into this leadership role. And and grown as a character that like like you said we've talked about over this uh, season, and then good on Jep, who I don't know that season one Jep would have been like really recognizing that and been so agreeable. Yeah. He just would have been like, "No, kid, this is what I said we're doing," and grabbed him and, and left or whatever. But he yeah he has grown as well and and recognized that and was like, "Okay," mm. and that's what we're doing. And I love that. I love that like this mutual respect. Uh, yeah. And love that they have for each other. Um, it's it's. I love their relationship so much. I yes. love how it's grown and, and blossomed. You know, um, from from when they first met each other. It, like I said, gives me all the warm and fuzzies. Jim's <laughs> commentary. I so can't remember that. <laughs> I had a feeling you would appreciate. <laughs> oh my gosh! Takes me back. Jep and the last man. All hell is broken loose. Yeah. <laughs> it's a slobber knocker, I'll tell you. Uh- <laughs> uh, gosh. And and then when you mention, I want also want to add, um, I don't know if and if, if I'm jumping ahead into your notes, I apologize if you have something specific, but when you you know, because you mentioned um Wendy and Amy mm-hmm. uh, joining them in on the bus. One little problem I had, and maybe it's just because I I tend to maybe hold on to things too much, so that's a that's a, <laughs> a, a a shallow point for me and a weakness, and I acknowledge that. But you know when when you know she, happy smile, she's hugging the kids, and she's like, "Oh Gus," uh, and and she's hug- and then you know she makes eye contact with Jeb, and you know she just gets a smile on her face, like. Oh, we're okay. We made it. We did it. And says thank you. And Jep's like, you know, yep. And just kind of acknowledges it. And then they just go on. And I'm like, 
did we forget? Yeah. Uh, is all just forgiven? Is it like, it's okay because we're all alive, we saved the kids, all is, all is good, but I'm just like, did we forget that she was just going to like all the things that were said? I don't know. Right. Uh, it, that, that's me. It would stick with me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be so easy to let that go. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, Amy is my last point, but if you've got another one before, I'll let you get to. But I, I'll make no, a note about go, that. Go uh, right ahead. But at least for that part. I, I see what you're saying. I did make a note of that, but I also, I really enjoyed that moment. I love the look that she gave him because it's kind okay. of in this moment. She realizes like, oh, he is a good man. Who's going to take care of these kids. He's not the person that he once was. And so I think that, ex- you know, exchange of looks and her mouthing. Thank you. It covers a lot. Mm-hmm. However, I am with you on saying, she still owes him a very serious apology at a more opportune time in the future, yes. I think. Like, right now, it's like, yeah, everybody's together. That's great. Get the kids out of there. Get to a safe place. But then when they have a moment where it's just Jep and Amy somewhere where they have time and space, no, I think very much so that she owes him an apology and an explanation, or not even explanation, but just to tell him like I was wrong for what I said and what I did and what I tried to do. And I hope you can forgive me. You know, like it's still on her to do that. I think. Yes. And, and that's a good point. And I, I see that, um, that was probably not like the time or play. And I'm not, not any means saying that, uh, he should have not waited for Wendy or Amy or just pushed her (laughs) off the bus. I don't mean that or anything, but I'm just like, it just seemed a little too soon to just say, Oh, all is forgiven. If they don't, like if they don't have Amy uh, have a moment with Jep to apologize and be sincere about it and be like, you know, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And I hope that you can forgive me for that. I see, you know, uh, how wrong I was. Then then I'll be happy for that. But it, just in the moment, I'm just like, I don't know. I'd be a little <laughs> too, you know, I, OK, fine. We're in it. We're in a situation. We, we don't have time to get into this. We've got the kids. Uh, we still have the last men around. We got to get the hell out of Dodge, right? Yeah. So I, I, I respect that. That's not the time or place to have a conversation where he's like, hold up. You got something <laughs> you want to say? You know, yeah. Not time or place. But um, if they don't do that, then then I will like be upset because I feel like that can't just so, be so easily forgotten right. um, how far she went, you know, by saying the things that she did and then leaving yeah. him behind and threatening to take her or to, I was going to say, um, uh, his son uh, away from uh, away from him, but I, um, I know they're not father and son, but they might as well be. Well, um, yeah, I mean, but in the instance, you know, in the situation they're in, yeah, like you said, it might as well be that. That's what that felt like to, to Jeff. That's that yeah. thing was that I'm taking your kid away from you. You don't deserve him. Yeah, absolutely. And for her, knowing how how much she cares for her own kids, you know, and for her to say that, it's it's not like some. Someone who, you know, either isn't a parent or doesn't understand that parent relation uh, uh, or uh, parent child relationship, even if it's not your biological child, you know, if it's a relationship that's like um, her relationship with her kids uh, and Jep and Gus's relationship. um, It's it's not that it's okay, but, you know, for someone that maybe doesn't fully understand that doesn't realize or understand the impact of saying something like that and actually taking action on that. you know, so so for her to say that that was that was a really low thing and a low place to go. So 
I hope that we get that in the next, um, the last two episodes anyway, because I'm just like, you know, okay, fine. We're all escaping and all is well, but Jeff is definitely owed an apology. So if we don't get that, I'll be, I'll be a little salty. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like what you said, um, did you have more to say? Because I know there, there was yeah, like a little so, bit of an ending part there. Go right ahead. I just totally no, you're, you're good. railroaded right all over you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, just because that my last point that I have, I make sure, yeah, I think I've got all of my others. Yeah. So the last like main point, yeah, was just Amy. So I was like, well, what, what place to start then to follow up on what you're saying right there? So I've got a mm-hmm. note, thought about that. But yeah, just her throughout this episode, I wanted to make a big point about, uh, again, the first time we see in this episode, she's slinging some sick burns over the radio to Abbott. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even to where, and it kind of goes to that first point that I made also with, you know, seeing Abbott, you know, his weakness there a little bit. And you said, you know, what could happen to where even his last men, his soldiers could end up abandoning his cause. Cause you even see some of his soldiers like laughing behind him as he, as she's saying these things over the radio to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it took you and your entire army to beat me and my 12 kids. Not how I'd want to be remembered in the history books. Uh, yeah, it burns. <laughs> or, oh, General, I get the feeling you've never properly done a woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> she had some spice to throw at him, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, even referring to him and his men there as termites, you know, when you get termites in your home, you know, they get in your walls and your foundation and they're just infesting the place. But they're not that hard to get out. You just need some bug bombs, right? And so... You know, drop those flower power bug bombs. Uh, which, yeah, we know the flowers are fake, but it is a great ruse that gets the job done anyway, right? Uh, so while all the last men in Abbott flee, she's got the zoo kind of to herself, uh, looking for the kids. She gets to the kennels, realizes they did escape on their own, but she gets to whoop up on lunchtime douchebags, so that's nice. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, then she, while she's looking, she runs across Addie's lab and the research, and she realizes what he's been doing in there this whole time. Mm-hmm. And for her, I think rightfully so, she burns that shit to the ground, right? Uh, which is a very emotional scene. The The music choice there was great. Uh, simple, but effective. I loved it. Uh, and then she runs into Wendy, which I'll admit the first time when I first watched this episode, I was scared a little bit at first that Wendy and Amy reuniting was a hallucination. Wendy's part oh. because we know what the flowers like how they uh, affect hybrid mm-hmm. so I was that's because there's flowers littered everywhere and then like Wendy's walking through there and then you hear like pigtail and she turns around mom and like there was that moment where I was so scared I was like oh no Wendy's hallucinating from the flowers oh, no uh, of course he dreams like us <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course it turns out to be real we learn the flowers are fake anyway so that's good I was happy but like I thought since I thought it on my first watch, I was like, "I'll include that note." That I was like, "There was a moment where I was like, don't you dare do that to me.'" <laughs> like, well, they planted the seed, right? You know, yeah. with, with that seems to how it, it triggers like these psychedelic yeah. hallucinations, you know, yes. with Gus. So yeah, they 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 planted that. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, just my notes about her in the bus with Jep, and then we haven't really talked about the uh, crushing blow at the very end of the episode. Mm. which we learn that Amy has the sick uh, with her, her pinky there twitching. Now, I don't know how fast it takes hold, uh, so where she would have caught it, but if it is super quick acting, 
that I'm thinking she could have caught it right there in Addie's lab. He's got all of the samples and all that stuff in there. And while she's slinging stuff around and burning things down, that could have been what did it. Yeah, I don't... I don't remember if uh, there was... Um, if that was called out, like, from the time of exposure till the time yeah. you start presenting symptoms. It seems to be pretty quick. Uh, I, yeah. I feel like that... Um, that if you've been exposed, you start to show symptoms pretty quick, but I don't know if there's an actual like uh, period of time there that was known. I don't remember it um, right off, but you know, there, I was thinking a couple of different things. That's a, I, I wasn't thinking the lab, but I was like, well, what about that factory town that they were in after mm-hmm. Abbott had come through and presented his cure? Um, and then everybody's out celebrating and everyone's, yeah. you know, running around and it's, and, and, um, no one's like masking up and she's like, did everyone forget like the sick is still a thing, you yeah. know? Um, so could it have been during that time? Uh, could it have been maybe one of the air Lords, you know, is there, uh, uh, intermingling with them or yeah, good point. Maybe the lab that's definitely, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of samples there of, of, of him doing his experiments so that's a good thought i hadn't thought of that a lot of opinions online about her destroying that lab yeah Yeah. i don't like i said i'm putting myself in the mindset of her and the character i'm all for it i'm like yeah of course you go in here your kids have been held hostage and you're like oh and now they're killing they've killed some of them and ripped them apart she's got that sample with roy's name on it yeah then in that moment i'm like yeah burn it to the ground lay waste to it we're done you know i was like i i get it totally totally yeah a lot of differing opinions on if she did the right thing or not and i don't know that you know you can really say it was right or wrong you know that's that's all i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. but but yeah kind of a sad you know bittersweet moment that you've worked so hard to be reunited look at all the things that you've done and you know, um, to, to, to get there and for it to come to that moment, knowing that she's been exposed. I can't imagine, you know, the, the heartbreak, you know, even though we've, well, I'll speak for myself, you know, I've come down pretty hard on Addie and his actions, um, and, and the, the sacrifice and the cost, you know, that feeling of when he comes outside and Ronnie's gone Mm -hmm. or even how Ronnie feels knowing that he's chosen this over me like he he cannot let this go even for me he can't let it go when you know they had such a beautiful and maybe still do um you know this beautiful relationship of mutual respect and love between the two of them you know uh how she must feel when he runs back to the lab um and then how it must feel for amy to finally be reunited with her kids and then she's doomed like there's and then knowing that she also destroyed whatever hope there might have been to find a cure. Yeah. You know, now that she's sick, you know, she's, she's done that and how she must be feeling. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, for me anyway, watching this episode, you know, like, wow, a lot of heavy, heavy feelings mm. um, from people in this episode. But yeah. Uh, I only have a couple of notes left. Do you have any other points that you want to talk about or are uh, you... No other points. I've just got like a couple. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, whoever's in charge of music on the show really loves Wolf Alice because this is like the second or third song by them that they've used. Like that one at the end, 
which is yeah. a great thing because it's great stuff. It was a good uh, song. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I can point out for sure another time a Wolf Alice song was used, and that's when uh, Becky and Jordan were like talking down by the river when she was traveling with them, having that whole conversation. Another song, right. same artist. Uh, so it's like somebody's a fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then the only thing I want to talk about was Rufus not going to back down when the other planes pull out because he wants that tank. So even though he gets shot down, he survives. And we get the unique and unexpected duo of Rufus and Bobby. Because, uh, like I said, Rufus wants that tank and Bobby can take him there, which when he goes like, what are you supposed to be? And I you know, I said it before he even did. I went, and Bobby, because I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, which then made me think, though, did the rest of the kids and Amy and everything just forget about Bobby? Like, there were literally no questions of, hey, where's Bobby? <laughs> that is one of my final notes. Yeah. <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> no mention of Bobby. <laughs> we're all together. What about I said we're all together. Uh, like, what? <laughs> I'm just uh. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Now, I know that the kids think he's escaped, which he has. He's still, mm. but he's still, though, like within the confines or in that area right. around the zoo, uh, wherever it was, Rufus um, uh, crashed was just right outside the zoo area. So they're, yeah. they're still within that zone. So yeah. he's technically outside the walls, but no mention of, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, we're all together, but hey, mom, Bobby escaped and we need to find him too, or. You know, he's out there somewhere and he's trying, you know, um, so like no mention of him at all. And I'm just like, the disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to leave Bobby with, with Mullet Man? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> Wasn't he the dude like, like completely talking trash about hybrids? And now yeah, we've got him teaming up with Bobby. So I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for Rufus <laughs> to be turned around and I'm ready to see these adventures of Bobby and Rufus driving this tank. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm ready for this duo. Uh. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Um, I think that's all my notes. Did you have anything else? That's it. Awesome. Well, I think that's a pretty good place uh, to wrap it up. Um, I don't typically have a whole lot of news be, um, covering Netflix shows. Um, and this one little thing I wanted to mention isn't, um, related to Sweet Tooth, but did want to just mention, I posted on our um, social media um, platforms, but in case you've missed the news, because it kind of snuck up, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it so fast. And so the news has been out for a couple of weeks, but if you hadn't seen it, um, Black Mirror season six uh, is coming soon. And they just recently released the date that we can expect it to hit Netflix. Um, that came out last week, I believe. Um, Black Mirror season six is coming to Netflix on June 15th with, I think, five five episodes uh, in, in the season. And wow, they have a really great uh, cast. The, uh, this isn't even everyone, but just right off the top, Andy Murphy, Salma Hayek, Michael Cera, Aaron Paul, Josh Hartnett, Kate Mara. I mean, those are just a few right off the top. I mean, there's there's a fantastic yes. um, round table of actors in these episodes. And I am thrilled. They recently released all of the, they always release like an individual poster for each, kind mm -hmm. of like creating or treating it almost like a, like a little movie instead of like a, 
just a one um, uh, episode of TV because they kind of are. They're anthology for anyone who's yeah. not. Well, I think the official lawyer. trailer even said something about like five or six whatever episodes, like films. So I was like, oh yes. god, we're gonna be like covering a movie a week on these things. I yeah, I don't know. I they have the titles and they have the posters, mm-hmm. but I don't know the run times. And yeah, yeah. I saw the same thing called episode slash films. Mm-hmm. Um, for season six, so this is really uh, interesting. I really thought after five that Charlie Brooker was done because he was like, I mean, like, like with everything going on in the world, yeah. uh, he was like, I feel like we don't really need that. Like the world is kind of messed up in real life. I don't need to create some <laughs> fiction that you know kind of you know mirrors that. Uh, so I, I thought, oh gosh, we're just not going to have any more Black Mirror, you know. Um, but then this kind of snuck up. Uh, honest and i'm certainly very pleased because we're huge black mirror fans yes and so to go along with that uh we're going to be covering it mm-hmm. um so that should uh kind of roll right into the uh end of uh our coverage of sweet tooth we've got a couple of episodes to go um, by the time we finish that last one uh black mirror has probably already been out yeah um, I think that first week. you said the 15th will be mm-hmm. next week so all right it's, I think, or yeah, yeah, it's like next right. It's it's coming up fast, yeah. so, so it's we'll still have like an episode right left, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Between. So it's it's not going to be fresh out the gate, but it will be out, and mm-hmm. and so yeah, we're going to be covering it. So that's that's the news. Um, so we're we're pretty excited about that, and we hope that you join us. We have covered uh, we covered season five, and then we covered some of our favorite episodes, uh, yeah. just randomly. Um, throughout the Black Mirror uh, universe. I think that um, was my there. first Strange Indeed episode that I came yeah. in kind of as a guest first. To, yeah, it was your audition pick. To, <laughs> to pick yeah, to pick my favorite Black Mirror episode and talk about it. Yeah. Great. That was Which a for those who didn't time. catch that one, my favorite episode, I still, I think still to this day holds, is uh, White Christmas with John Hamm. So that's what we really covered then. One. So you can go back and check that out somewhere in our feed. <laughs> yeah, I'll try and I'll I'll post him if I can find them in the notes. I think someone else asked like, "Oh, you should do uh viewers favorites." And that was definitely the intent for a bit was to start with uh some of our friends, you know, you included, um to like, "Hey, who wants to come guest with me and talk about their, your favorite Black Mirror episode?" And I think we asked viewers what their favorites were, and mm-hmm. I think they wrote in, but I don't know that we actually covered any viewers favorites. Um, so I'll have to go back and look, but yeah, it's back there. If you go look, we covered some, some of our favorites and then we covered season five. Um, so yeah, I was super excited for, uh, season six, uh, really love Charlie, uh, Brooker, uh, and his work. So looking forward to that and hope that y'all join us. So, all right, so let's jump into listener feedback. Our listeners always have great things to say and very insightful things to say. Um, about these Sweet Tooth episodes. Um, Pick you want to kick us off? All right. This first one comes from Don Elizabeth. It says, wow, I was so happy with the opening being Addie and Ronnie uh, first getting together and really hoped it would mean that they would get themselves back on the same page. But I guess not, at least for right. I like how the writers have switched my opinion to these two. I liked Addie and wasn't sure of Ronnie, and now it's the other way around. I wonder where Ronnie will end up. Maybe she'll meet up with the hybrid. I loved that Johnny helped them escape, but wish he had gone with Ron. I thought the flower bombs was a great idea, especially as they weren't even real. But found myself wondering why Abbott wasn't wearing a mask. Me too, Don. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he take that dose he snatched from Addie? So feels protected. Hmm. 
I love Gus freeing Jep with the multi. It's so great that they are back together and that Jep realizes he loved Gus. Good for Bear to not let Tiger get killed. Loved Amy and Wendy's reunion, but oh no, why did Amy have to get the sick? I laughed out loud when Abbott said, dang it. He also used mother loving at one point early in the episode. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, she goes on, and poor Bobby. Everyone forgot about him, but I hope he and the guy looking for the tank end up making a good team. I'm so glad that you added this show to your podcast list back when season one came out. I saw the trailer, but thought it looked stupid. A kid with antlers? Without you, Rima, I would have missed out on a terrific show. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks, Don. Um, honestly, all credit goes to Paik. <laughs> Paik uh, introduced me to this show and yeah, I saw a the strong desire to cover. First stuff about it. I hadn't read the comics or anything yet, but I kind of saw like the premise and knew it was a comic book adaptation. And also that like it was Robert Downey Jr. and his wife that yeah, greenlit this, like that wanted to make mm-hmm. this, had this made and we were producing on this. So I was like, yeah, I'm curious. We have to do this. So, uh, so then uh, thanks to Rima for for allowing me to to like, bring it up and we we cover it. So that's great. Allow. We're a team, <laughs> man. We're a team. No, this is great. I I'm I'm grateful as well. Like Don, uh, you know that you introduced me to it because uh, I'm like, yeah, this. I I don't know that I would have otherwise. You hadn't introduced introduced me to it. Thanks, Don, for writing in. You've been so loyal writing in each week mm. um, for each episode. Appreciate you having um, having you along. All right, Shay Whitey says, another roller coaster of emotion this week. I know I've been hard on Addie, but in my opinion, probably the best resolution for her character arc. It also showed how much Ronnie has lost. I enjoyed the great escape, but I'm disappointed that no one seemed to care about Bobby. <laughs> what the hell, guys? <laughs> My daughter Catherine and I were also both devastated about the ending. Just when we thought everything was going well, Amy's pinky gets the shakes. Not the ending I expected, and it came out of nowhere. I hope she doesn't infect Jep. Oh, and Johnny made a huge mistake in not leaving. I think he did too. All right, this from Maureen Favo says, Yeah, they are out of the zoo. I hope, at very least, out of the room and building. <laughs> So see to say is so sad to see Ronnie and Addie relationships origin story. Do you think we will see Ronnie again? How great to see how far Jep has come and his realizing how much Gus has grown. Oh no, not Amy. This is going to be so heartbreaking. Where is Bear slash Becky? Will she catch up? Is Bobby converting Rufus to team hybrid? So great. <laughs> I'm afraid Johnny not leaving with Ronnie is the worst decision ever. What do you think will happen to Addie now? I gotta wonder if Ronnie was still waiting for him when he lost the lab. Would he have gone with her? Yellowstone, here we come. So anxious for Becky to give Gus the cassette and Becky meeting Wendy and Bobby getting back to his family, although no one seems to be missing him yet. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I'm really surprised how well the escape hijinks work uh, between Gus doing another chase and Earl bit should have worked, but it did. So P.S.S. Since doing pronunciation thing, vowels of my last name are all long. Easy to remember if you go with Mo Faith. All right. Yeah. Uh, with them out of the zoo, you have to wonder about the last two episodes. What do you think happens next? Turn of Birdie? Uh, well, first, thanks for correct- correcting uh, me with your pronunciation of your name. Um, and, you know, I thought I thought the same thing. I don't know what happens next. Um... I hope we get more Birdie. I feel like you can't just drop her there in the beginning of the season and 
kind of come back around, just kind of leave her like, oh, there's cassette and, uh, you know, wanting to give that to Gus. And then we've just forgotten about her. So I don't know. Hopefully we'll find out soon once we wrap this episode. All right. Thank you, y'all. Um, we got an email this week from our good friend Daphne. She says, Hi, Rima and Paik. Johnny helping Addie and Ronnie escape was amazing, but Addie just couldn't let go. I'm glad that Ronnie left him to live the rest of her life in peace. He was never going to stop. I do wish Johnny had left with her. I liked their friendship, even if it was forged in the worst circumstances. Addie has lost everything, and I wonder what he will do now. Loved the reunion of Wendy and Amy, but I'm gutted that Amy has the sick. I understand why she burned up the lab, but that was her chance to a cure. Um, R.I.P. Roy, we won't forget you, and watching Amy grieve quickly was so sad. The plastic flowers did just the trick to send Abbott and company running around like chickens. I'm also really hoping for a Becky-Wendy reunion. I think Wendy is going to need her sister. I hope Jeb has redeemed himself in Amy's eyes. Love the teamwork of Earl, Gus, and Jeff to take out those who would keep them from leaving, especially when Jeff looked like he was going down, but looking at Gus gave him new strength. I also like that Gus put his foot down about not leaving unless they save his friends. Love that Tiger and Beaver... going to say Beaver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to wear glasses. Um, starting over. Loved that Tiger and Bear have joined forces and that Tiger brought reinforcements to storm the zoo. But sad, they're a bit too late. Yay, Bobby gets to help Rufus find the tank. Glad he didn't give up on that dream and hope he is able to score one. Zoo is their home, but they'll go on to Yellowstone to make a new one. Home is wherever we're all together. I hope Jep is ready to be a surrogate dad to all the kids. But Bobby? They have to go back to get him, unless, of course, Bear and Tiger take him to Yellowstone. So many favorite moments from this episode, but I think the one I enjoyed most was watching the kids on the bus drive by Abbott like they had just left school for the day and Amy giving him the look that she won this battle. How can there be only two episodes left? I'm not ready for the season to end. Daphne. Thanks, Daphne. That was great. Always. Um, We also got a voice message this week from our friend Steve. See what he has to say. Hello, strange indeed. This is Steve, and this is going to be for Sweet Tooth, season two, episode six. How's it going? No, no, no. How how it started? How it took, oh going? Oh, looks like you called it, Rima. We're not going to get to see exactly what happened after the the package was dropped, but we're having a flashback. That wasn't too long of a flashback. Now we're back in the present. Oh, roasted General Abbott, <laughs> but you've never done a woman. <laughs> We're surprisingly accurate with that refrigerator right at the the cab of the truck. Oh, that's a rough answer to that question. Did you kill my dad? I don't know. I love this monkey with the coil of rope. Every good plan needs a coil of rope. That's Boondock Saints reference there. Okay, so Johnny is turning out to be an okay guy, I guess. He's going to let the Sings escape. So I just realized something. General Abbott's not wearing a mask. Okay, I guess there's a few of those soldiers that are not wearing masks either, so. Eight. Wendy is Becky's sister. Did we know this? She put that the little bottle that said the chameleon on it in her pocket. I know she's going to destroy this lab, but why keep that? These reunions are really choking me up. Amy and Wendy, oh, Good shot, uh, elephant boy. I don't know what his name is. He does a little truffle shuffle dance. <laughs> what is Amy going to do when she sees uh, Big Man from the bus? Okay, <laughs> it looks like she's forgiving him. Oh, Becky, they got to get Becky also. 
<laughs> the kids all just waving by to Abbott. Bye-bye. I figured she would leave while he was gone. So now, now we gotta find Ronnie. We just maybe she's just gonna walk into the wilderness. And Bobby. <laughs> But this guy's gonna try to steal the tank with Bobby. Oh, Amy's fingers trembling. That's not a good sign. All right, two more to go. Can't wait to hear you talk about this one. Thanks, Steve. Love the Boondog that was great. Saints reference. Yes, <laughs> classic. <laughs> great as always. Thank you, Steve. Thank you to everyone that took the time to write in. We so appreciate you. And keep it coming. Uh, like Steve said, two more to go. So next week, we're going to be covering season two, episode seven of Sweet Tooth title, titled, I'll Find You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's still a number of people that need to find people. Really, I guess, thinking, I mean, Gus and Birdie reunion is still on the horizon. I don't, I'm kind of with you. I don't think it's going to happen this season. I think that's something for the final, but. Yeah, at maybe. least we'll get on that track. Because first we need to get Bear. We need to get Bear and Gus back together. So that's true. That. Yeah, that'll be a great reunion. Yeah, uh, and then uh, like I mentioned during the news, in case you skipped that part, because someone might, and that's okay. Um, you know, coming soon uh, after our coverage of Sweet Tooth, um, as mentioned, we're going to be covering Black Mirror season six that drops uh, June fifteenth. We're pretty excited about that. It's going to kind of roll right into it. By the time we're finishing Sweet Tooth, Black Mirror will have started, but then we'll pick right up with Black Mirror that next week. Give everyone a time to uh, kind of jump in and you know, keep in mind Black Mirror is an anthology, so you don't have to have watched previous seasons uh, to watch this if you're just jumping in for the first yeah. time. But look, I highly encourage you, if you've never watched any of it, um, any episodes or even um, you know um, all of the other episodes, you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah. if, if you're new to it, though, you might want to skip season one, episode one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you, if you're one of those people that has to start there, just know it is not, uh, indicative of what the entire show is. Just right. <laughs> every episode I mean, is different, but that one, that one's very different. <laughs> it is very different. And, I, you know, maybe if you're wanting to venture in and, and, and start watching them like in order, uh, start starting with season one, maybe start with, with episode two. Come back to episode one later once yeah. you've gotten the, the the flavor and the feel of the show and realize like how different each of them are, um, and then maybe come back to it. It is worth watching. I'm not saying it's not good, but it it um, I think has it's for very some jarring people, for new viewers. <laughs> for new viewers, and um, it can sometimes put people off a little bit. So mm-hmm. just you know, just know that going in, if you do decide to watch that first, if you've yeah. never watched it before, but uh, the entire series is, is really great. A ton of strong episodes had a great time covering that. And I hope that everyone joins us for season six. I am stoked. All right. So if you would like to write in, leave any voicemails, messages, emails, any of that to us now or for Black Mirror when we get around to that pretty soon, you can find all of our contact information over at podcast.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows like Run for Your Lives. Yeah. You want to tease for us this week? Yeah, I know it's one that you enjoy. I think we already got some feedback from you I for did. this week. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is awesome. Yeah, we are going back to an 
an older movie now, which it doesn't feel like that old, but then I was like, oh yeah, I was Does still it? like living at home with my parents when this came out. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, one of my absolute favorites in the like horror genre, Insidious, mm. which, oh, so good. I just remember mm-hmm. how much it creeped me out when I first saw it. So it was, it felt like it was time for us to cover it. And I, I think we'd like to get through all the other ones over time. We're, we're starting a lot of series this season. We're like, we, we don't know when we'll get to the next installments, but like we're starting on a lot of different things. So Insidious I'd like to get to because the new one comes out in July, I think. So I'd like Gosh, to. Gosh, I can't even keep up. Yeah. But that's great. Which I think when Daphne's down here visiting on her like trip and stuff. So I think we're going to go see Insidious in theaters together. But that's going to. Oh, but. that's great. I knew she had uh, a trip coming up uh, close yeah. close to you and was hoping that there'd be some time for y'all to uh, hang out. Oh, yeah. Every year when there. she does the Dallas event, we make plans to hang out for a couple days. So it's always that's, fun. That makes me happy. I wish mm-hmm. I could join y'all in that. That would be amazing. Yeah, they've. that's a great movie. Highly encourage if you if y'all haven't seen it and you, you love the horror genre. I mean, I've. You know, I, I've loved horror movies since I was a kid. So, you know, I feel like they're just, you know, oh, great, another horror movie. And it's usually just like bland and like predictable and doesn't thrill me at all. But wow, that one sure did. So Insidious uh, is is a definite fun spin on the genre. for sure. It is. It is. So highly encourage everyone to check that out and to check out Pake and Daphne's coverage there on Run For Your Lives. Um, it's a good one. And, you know, of course, while you're there on Podcastica, there's been a lot of great coverage of shows, you know, from season two uh, is currently being covered. Yellow Jackets just wrapped uh, last week. Um, that was, you know, a, you know, a big thing, big, big week for finales last week. I know yeah. we talked about that, but, um, you know, a lot going on. Um, Perfectly Marvelous, the Mrs. Uh, Maisel podcast. Um, I think it just wrapped. Yeah, they just uh, wrapped had its as finale. Well. Yeah. So, so. We got a little downtime on some stuff, but I will tell you some stuff that's coming in the future in the next couple of months. At least one that I'm super stoked for, which was kind of a big surprise, is season two of Good Omens. Yes. That'll be covered as like a joint TV podcast industries podcast thing with Derek and John. I'm so stoked for that. <laughs> that's really exciting. Yeah. Really great. Yeah, a lot of lot of great things coming. Keep checking because uh, a lot of great things to come. I know that there's, you know, a writer strike right now. It's kind of slowed production down on some things, but there's still a lot of great things coming out this year um, that you can definitely get excited about. And if you check Podcastica, you're probably going to find someone covering um, that. And you know what? If not, write in, uh, you know, and say that you'd love to see some coverage, you know. Um, everyone's always listening to feedback of like what everyone's interested in. If it's not being covered, you know, I I can't promise anything that someone's going to cover it, but everyone's certainly like, Hey, maybe, yeah, we'd be into that. So, you know, feel free to always uh, leave some kind of feedback. If there's something that you would love to see podcastica cover, uh, cover, um, there's a lot of great things out there. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So go check all of those out and give them some love. If you find the ones you love, Hopefully us, if you're listening now, you really love us. So make sure if you haven't, go give us some ratings, reviews, all of those good things. Follow and subscribe, whatever you do on your podcast player of choice. Help us out. Always appreciate it. Yes, please. And thank you in advance. 
All right, for now, that is our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Pate. And Jess Jones is strange indeed.